live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it! He caught it! Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. you got to be kidding me. What a moment. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwa. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwa. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez. Pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there, and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Your Loyola Rambers are Missouri Valley Conference Tournament champions, and in the process, they have earned an automatic bid to the NCAA Tournament. Sister Jean, dust off those dancing shoes. Here we go again. Final horn sounds. Longwood, Big South champions. Unbelievable season. They don't need the cardiac kids today. You can put your nitroglycerin pills away. Longwood dominates from start to finish. And the Lancers are going dancing. And for the first time in a decade, Oklahoma has gone into the octagon of doom, and they're leaving with a victory. It's Oklahoma 78 and Kansas State 71. You can rock. Chalk it up. Conference championship number 63 as Kansas prevails in overtime, 70-63. to Baylor can celebrate a second straight Big 12 Conference Championship. Baylor clinches it with a win over Iowa State tonight here in the Farrell Center, 75-68. And in his final game in Cameron, Coach K takes an L. Courtesy of the Tar Heels, 94-81. That, no, please, no, please, everyone be quiet. Let me just say, it's unacceptable. Today was unacceptable. Coach K takes an L. No, please, no, please, everyone be quiet. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Monday, March 7, we got brackets, TJ. Big 12 tournament brackets are set. And by virtue of their win on Saturday, the Sooners don't play on opening night. Glory be, glory be. The 8-9 game will be Kansas State and West Virginia at 6 o'clock on Wednesday. K-State the 8, West Virginia the 9. West Virginia, by the way, winning the regular season finale. How'd you do on uh, who you got? I feel like you did pretty good this week. I felt like I did pretty good, too, but I couldn't remember um, who I had picked in the West Virginia game. Mm. I think you Let's went, just say you picked West Virginia. I think I did, but I think there was another game you picked the other way, and you got that one right. So, But I did pretty good, and I picked the win in Manhattan. So that's the biggest uh, victory of the weekend. 
That's right, you did. You picked the Sooners to go to Manhattan and get a victory, and they most certainly did. So your bracket now looks like this. On Thursday, quarterfinals, the 4-5 game will be Texas and TCU. Texas and TCU. That's a good one, Teach. That's a good one to start the day out. Uh, then you've got the one-seed Kansas that will be taking on either K-State or West Virginia at 2 o'clock. The first game's at 11.30 a.m., by the way. Kansas and uh, either K-State or West Virginia at 2. OU will start the night session Thursday night at 6 against the two-seed Baylor. And then the late game, 8.30-ish, the three-seed Texas Tech against the six Iowa State. It's early, TJ. We got uh, three or four days until this game, but early week field. Do the Sooners have a shot against Baylor? Mm, early week feel not a great feel for that to happen, but we'll see as the, mm. the week goes Things on. Could Things, Things could change. Things could change. Yeah. We'll check in with you again as the week goes along. OU still not showing up on the bracketology as far as first four out or next four out. They are on Joe Lenardi's, I think, next three teams after that. They've kind of moved back onto the radar to some extent. But it looks like they're going to have to beat Baylor. Uh, Yeah, you never know. You never know what the committee's thinking. Three-game win streak, quad one win there on Saturday. I think, though, that if they beat Baylor, they got a good shot. I was was about to Um, ask you that. If they get Baylor, is that enough? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what else happens. I don't know how many bid stealers there are out there. It'll be nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be a nerve-wracking show. But, I mean, that would be a four-game win streak, and that would be a very impressive win. So I think it gives you a shot. I, I think if you don't beat Baylor and the Palms and Lenardis are close, then you're probably not going to get in. You beat them, that carries a lot of weight. Saying there's a chance. Well, they had to, you know, they had to close on a three-game winning streak to give themselves even a shot, and they did it. Now, the toughest piece of the puzzle is still in front of them, but they did what they had to do once they got pasted by Texas Tech. You know, they got they went out to Lubbock, and they got boat raced out there. Hey, hey, hey. And... Everybody said, myself included, well, that's probably it. And, well, is there any chance? Well, maybe if they won these last three and a game in the Big 12 tournament, maybe. Well, they did it. I mean, they, they it took overtime, but they got OSU. They beat West Virginia. They played, I thought they played really well Saturday at K-State. Um, they have seen, they seemingly have shaken off the Harkless loss. I think they were pretty rattled for a couple of games without EJ. And it seems like they have, all right, this is how we can play now. This is this is our, you know, and it helps when Mo Gibson has a day like he did Saturday, obviously. Yeah, um, hitting seven three-pointers, that helps a lot. Yeah, I mean, that helps a lot. So Tanner's settled into a nice place. And, uh, you know, they went 0-2 against Baylor this year, but both games – Remember, it was a five-point game with under a minute to go, and they had the ball in Waco, and Mo had a three in the corner that got blocked. And then the game at home was a one-point game when Matt Meyer hit Tanner Groves with the flying knee kick to the head, 
and Tanner got a technical foul, and they ended up getting four free throws in the basketball, and then it was over yes. after that. Yes. That was a one-point game when that happened. Late. So, uh, yeah, Baylor beat them twice, but they were two competitive close basketball games. They are down at least one, maybe two players since then. OU is down a player, too, but Baylor is without Jonathan Chumwachachua, lost for the year with a knee injury, and they have not had LJ Cryer for the last several games, their leading scorer off the bench. I don't know what his status It's not a season-ending issue, I we don't think, so maybe he'll be back this week, but he has missed the last several games. But, I mean, they're still really good. You know, James Akinjo and... Flagler, uh, Sohan. Well, Piggy's really a fan of Baylor. You can tell <laughs> she's she's high on them. So uh, we shall see. Now the Big Twelve awards were announced yesterday, TJ, and my man Jeff Haxton is not very happy. The Big Twelve Coach of the Year went to Scott Drew at Baylor. Not. Mark Adams at Texas Tech. What do you think? Yeah, well, I can see, I can see a reason why you could give it to either one of those guys, um, but I think I'd be on Hack's side here. I see the argument for uh, Scott Drew this year, though. I mean, I think he's definitely deserving. S- you got to remember that Baylor lost. A lot. Four starters? Yeah. Off the national championship team? And the only guy they brought back was Flo Thamba, who was kind of a, uh, I mean, off of the starting lineup was, you know, just, he was just a big guy that was eating up space, catching alley-oops. So it's a heck of a job that Scott Drew, like, I, I, I've spent a significant amount of this season mad that Baylor's this good again. Like, this is supposed to be a major drop-off season for them. Uh, I would give Mark Adams the feel-good story of the Big 12 this year. Like, you know, I mean, I get it. Chris Beard left them, and they're mad about it. They they feel about Chris Beard the way OU fans feel about Lincoln Riley. He ditched them for Texas. Mark Adams, one of the assistants, got the job. They also had a heavy turnover in their roster this year. And they finished in third place. They also swept Baylor, I believe, which makes it a little saltier. So either way you would have gone there, uh, I think, is an acceptable acceptable way. Uh, first team all-conference went to James Akinjo at Baylor, Isaiah Brockington at Iowa State, Ochai Abaji at Kansas, Nigel Pack at K-State, Bryson Williams at Texas Tech. The only Sooner to be named to first, second, or third team, defensive team, or freshman team, or newcomer team. There was only one. Only one that made any of those teams, TJ. Do you know who it is? Um, No, because I've not looked at this First, list. second, or third team all-conference, all-defensive team, all-freshman team, all-newcomer team. Only one sooner on all of those teams, and he only made one team. Mm, Cortez? Wrong. 
C.J. Noland was named to the all-freshman team in the Big 12. <laughs> I told you this there was going to happen a couple There wasn't many to ago. choose from, right. Yeah, Nobody's you tell playing us. freshman. Right. He's averaging four points a game. I love C.J., don't get me wrong. He's averaging four points a game, and he was named to the all-freshman team in the Big 12. Now, Cortez has done more throughout the year, in my opinion. Bijan has... Flashed a couple of times really brightly. He had that stretch against Iowa State where he kind of won the game for him, it felt like. Yes. Um, a lot his of his stats... has been passing and stuff that probably yep. doesn't show up that right. people don't realize how spectacular some of the dishes he made and stuff were. Correct. He does have a bunch of turnovers, though. Like, he's got more turnovers than assists. I think if you vote on these things, you just kind of look at the stats, and he's averaging like two points a game. Yeah, CJ's averaging four points a game, and you're like, oh. <laughs> he's better. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, not well. Now honorable mention: uh, Tanner, Goldwire, Harkless, and Mo were all honorable mention all conference but they did not make any of the teams. So that might be a little chip on the shoulder going into a Thursday. We shall see. Meanwhile, uh, when we come back, we will play our postgame chat with Porter Moser. Big win on Saturday on the road in Manhattan. Hear what the coach had to say about it next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. We're back on the T-Row in the Morning Show. Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour. Terry and Jackie Saxon, home of the $899 listing fee. They'll save you thousands of dollars with that $899 listing fee. But for the month of March, they will list your home for free if you're buying and selling a home. Call Terry, ask him about that, 405-361-3380, or visit him online, saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Someone has sent in a picture of Mike Matheny with the quote, sports should be about kids and their passion, not about parents and their goals, which would probably be a great quote if it wasn't attached to a picture of Mike Matheny, who's a scumbag. (laughs) I don't know who sent that in. People be crazy, man. They'll be sending me dirty things like that. People be crazy. Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. Have an outstanding day. Be great today. Jeremy from Harlingen. Thank you, Jeremy. That's a lot of pressure to put on us. It'd be great. Uh, This person would like to... I think we're off to a pretty good start. I'm going to be honest with you. I think so. This person would like to know what RBF is. They don't know what it is. Can you please tell them what it is, Toby, now that you know? Mm Mm-mm. Uh, the things you learn from this show. I love it. Sign the McPherson family. Oh, boy. Hopefully they don't have to explain to the kids. See, I'm, maybe I'm not the only one. That makes me feel better. It doesn't sound like you were the only one. I had someone text me on my phone that I said, you don't know what this is? And they said, I don't know what it is. And then he texts back, okay, my wife just told me. And I'm like, how did you not know what it is? Like, I don't know how everybody finds out everything. I think Facebook is the answer to that. I think, I like, I, you know, I don't, I, I, the problem is you, like, socialize more than me. You go to cookouts at the lake. 
you talk to people. Yeah, they often you, talk you, about you RBF out at the lake. Yes, that that you have, that conversation comes up quite a bit. You have friends, you know. I don't have friends. I don't. I don't talk that's to anyone. Sad. I go to that's, ball games. I call true. a game. I go home. I, I was locked in a booth by myself, and I go home, and that's it. So I don't learn these things. That's not true. You've you've been talking about the parties you've gone to lately, Super Bowl parties. Yeah, but it was at my sister's house with a bunch of of uh, it was our, it's our church group. It's our it's our uh, uh, small group, a church you, group. You ask your together. sister; I bet she knows what RBF is. Well, I have heard from my brother-in-law this morning, and and that is indeed true. <laughs> but it's not a conversation that we have had before. But it should be. That's what you've got to let her know. As my sister, you've got to let me know these never, things. It would never come up. Like there's no situation in my life. <laughs> Where that conversation would arise. Yeah, you could come sit around with me People at the lake for five minutes. Your mind would be blown. You'd be like, what are they you, talking about? Th- this is just, oh, it's partly my personality and it's partly my job. I don't shoot the bull with people. Nobody shoots the bull with me. Maybe that's the way I should say it. You know, I don't sit around a fire pit and, hey, let's just shoot the bull. The more I say that, the more weird it sounds. <laughs> uh, if if somebody's going to approach me to have a conversation at a party or otherwise, what do you think they're going to want to talk about, TJ? Uh, about the Oklahoma Suitors, huh? yeah. What do you yeah. think about how you think? Well, how do you feel about Lincoln Riley? Huh? Come on, what do you know? Tell me the truth. What, what, when did you know? When did you 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 probably knew, right? You probably did. You know all along, did you? Go ahead. What else you got? I got to play some audio. <laughs> Last one I'll read here. I'll let you play the audio. It says, this really is Seinfeld. We're talking about pins. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Welcome to the show. That's right. Porter Moser after a big win on Saturday. Time for our post-game interview with Porter Moser. Brought to you by OU Health. Coach, congratulations. That was fun, and I could see... After the game, uh, you and your team awfully excited about this one. Absolutely. The, the resilience of this group to um, keep fighting like, like we are and um, just to come in here. I know um, it, was, it was noted to them they hadn't won here in like nine years. and We really didn't think about that. That wasn't our motivation. Our motivation was to keep stacking wins and playing better. And, that, man, did they fight. And, um, you know, to, to, to look back when we had those back-to-back road games and then we didn't play well and to come home and everyone's asking, how's the locker room? And everybody's yeah. asking me that. I'm like, man, we're, we're fighting. There's no way there's going to be anything but positive energy in that locker room. I'm not going to let it. And the way these guys have responded to, to get Oklahoma State and West Virginia, who won today against Texas Tech and TCU. Yeah. Those two teams beat West Virginia and Texas, TCU today. Or, uh, uh, Texas, Texas Tech, Tech and, and things. We beat those two teams. And to come here where it's very hard to play on their senior night we're in a must-win win for us, and to gut this thing out, uh, just so many toughness plays and good plays that we can refer to. How about Mo today? Let's start there. Man, did he get us out of the gates. And then uh, and then he, what I loved is he missed a handful in the second half, and then he came back and hit a couple huge ones, made right. his free throws. Those were two big free throws when he got hurt because it put it up to a three-possession game. And that gets tricky because Kansas State's never out with their shooters. I mean, they're so deadly with their shooters, right. they're never out. And uh, so that was just, those were big free throws. But Mo just, man, that he really had, uh, you know, just to get the, to get us going to have 20 in the first half too because it loosened things up because they're so hard to score against. You had some sneaky big plays from 
some role players today. Marvin, I thought, made a couple of really big plays for you. Shagwa's three. I don't know if you were happy he took it at the time, but it was a big shot with like five minutes to go in the game. No, it was, it was a good one, and then he heat checked it. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> well, he, but, made, uh, he had made one yeah, in a yeah, row. Yeah, yeah, I'll take one for two. I'll take <laughs> one for two. But like back to Marvin. So a couple of the plays that he had. One in transition. His stride again, we talked about his stride. Yeah. Like He got out ahead of the pack and hit a, fa- a, a, a transition layup. Then he did a give-and-go gut that was so quick and athletic that he got a give-and-go cut. And then he drove it and then dropped it off to somebody. Can't even I think of it. was of, Tanner, maybe. It might have been Tanner to where he he, he, he was able to create. Oh, it was it was he was able to create something. And that's been what we've had. Like We've had to rely on Jordan a lot as one of the only guys that can create something for somebody else. And um, and he did that. So I did, I did think he had some, some nice, nice possessions. I thought... I thought down the stretch, some of the defense that we did on Nigel Pack. Yeah, we gave up a couple layups. Um, we were so worried because when they put Masuda at the five, it's basically another guard, the way he can shoot right. it. So it puts Tanner in some tricky positions. And uh, and then when Masood hit it, we were trying. We had like a three-possession lead, and we were trying not to leave Masood, and they got downhill for a couple layups. But, uh, man, the, the job we did on Nigel Pack, two things that stuck out to me. We wanted to keep him below his average. He had ten. And we wanted to keep that team below eight threes, and they had seven. And uh, to the number one three-point shooting team, to, to hold them in, the, in the, those threes, I think we did a good job. How was the locker room? Great. Great. Fired up. Um, and that's what you want your culture to do is, is yeah. to realize that the investment they're making to stay positive, to keep working and grinding, you know, I love it. They, they see the reward of their investment to staying with it, staying with it. And uh, I said to this, you know, you, you, never, you can't count somebody out that has heart. It's a dangerous yeah. thing. It's a dangerous thing to do. And uh, we needed, coming back from those road trips, we talked about the homestand, we talked about this, and now we just put those in the bank, and now we go into the tournament. Um, you know, and we, I, we know we got a tough road in the tournament, but we did what we needed to do. We had to win this game. Last question, I'll let you go. I always say Big 12 games, you know, 15 out of the 18 are going to be tight with five minutes to go, and whoever plays better in that stretch wins. Well, OSU, you go to overtime, you outplay them in overtime. West Virginia is a close game with five minutes to go, and you were brilliant down the stretch. Same thing today. You really executed the last five minutes of the game. What a great sign this time of year, right, that when it's time to put a game away or win it, your guys are executing at the right time. And that's what you want to be doing. That's what we've done. Just this, There's a method to all this madness of the teaching and the little things that go into this. And I can think of my mentor, Rick Majerus, talking about it. You want to be playing better and better and better by, by February and March. And it's been a process with this new group, you know, but... I told him, I said, gosh, I watched, I told him this uh, yesterday, I go, watching the, the first Kansas State game two months ago and watching the way we are now, we've come a long way, man. We've come a long way. Keeps Keep getting better. Keep shrinking that gap. And uh, that's been a big philosophy of mine to keep getting better. And um, we're, we're, we've we won three close ones yeah. against very, very good teams. Um, and we need to. Thank you. I haven't felt the victory in 10 years in this building, so. You've uh, you've got a happy broadcaster here today as well you as you've got a happy coach listening. too, my friend. Boomer <laughs> Sooner. Go Porter. Porter Moser. There you go. Yeah, you uh, you were a little too giddy there. <laughs> I was pretty giddy. I was so happy. Thanks, Porter. Thank you for the win. There were uh, there's still two buildings I've never uh, I've never called a win in, Hilton Coliseum and Allen Fieldhouse. They won two years ago in Hilton Coliseum, but it was the COVID year when we were calling everything remotely. So uh, that was nice. That was really nice. It's nothing like uh, coming home with a happy team, and that was definitely a happy plane ride home on Saturday. Now, 
Work to be done. Uh, the net is at 42 this morning. It's pretty good. You'd feel better about it if it was in the 30s, but 42 is pretty good. They've got nine quad one and two wins. That's okay. That's pretty good. I, I wish only three of those are quad ones and six of them are quad twos. So I wish a couple of teams out there would help them out like UCF and Florida and flip those into quad one wins. But they are what they are right now. They got That's okay. The conference record, 7-11 and 11 has been done before as far as getting at large bids. 6-12, and 12, no. 7-11, and 11, it's been done. Not much, but, you know, maybe, considering how tough the conference was this year. The overall record, 17-14. Eh, and 14. If you don't beat Baylor, 17-15. and 15, That's the one that I think is really tough. And they've closed strong. That's another thing that the committee likes, a team that's hot late. They've won their last three. The consensus seems to be, and I think it's right, that they need to beat Baylor uh, to get in. Uh, but it's not not doable. It's not not doable. I uh, asked Kevin after the game Saturday when the Kansas-Texas game went to overtime. Would you rather play Kansas or Baylor? Because that's what it was down to. If Kansas had lost that game to Texas, oh, you would have played Kansas. Since they beat them, they play Baylor. But at that time, we didn't know. said, who'd you rather play, Kansas or Baylor? He said Kansas. And I get that answer because, oh, you played two really close games against Kansas. Remember uh, Christian Brown hit the three in a tie game with 11 seconds left in Norman. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Oklahoma had a shot at the buzzer to send it to overtime in Lawrence. So I get that. But, and I said this at the time, I disagree. Kansas in Kansas City is tougher, I think, than Baylor in Kansas City. They're both really good basketball teams. But at least you're, you're playing Baylor when you play Baylor up there. You're playing the Baylor basketball team. When you play Kansas and Kansas City, you're playing Kansas and you're playing 15,000 fans. So in that building, I think I'd rather have Baylor. Agree or disagree? No, I agree with that. Yeah, I get that point. Uh, You definitely, if you can avoid Kansas as long as you can in that tournament, that's always best. Kansas and Iowa State. Iowa State, too, yeah. Yeah. Those are the two teams that... uh, that have the biggest fan bases there every year. I mean, it's the Kansas and Iowa State invitation. Um, so, anyway, by the way, if Oklahoma was to win, they would play the late game on Friday against either Iowa State or Texas Tech, the winner of that uh, 3-6 game. So they wouldn't see Kansas until the championship game if they got that far. 6 o'clock Thursday. We'll talk women's bracket coming up back after this. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Perry's second free throw. And he misses. Horn's got to go. Two seconds on the clock. Last second heave. Oh! 
Tulsa, Jariah Horn. Ouch. The game winner yesterday. Did that hurt your ears? Oh, hurt my ears oh, a little bit. Yeah. They fired up. They love it. They love TU. The dogs are big TU fans. I say you got the dogs going. Yeah, Jariah Horn. God, this is a great time of year, isn't it, TJ? Don't you love it, TJ? Nah, I love it. I love it. But I will openly admit, I do not love it as much as you, and I'm not going to take that from you. So, Don't you love it, TJ? But I do love it. I do love it. Hang on. Maybe this will help you love it again. Perry's second free throw. And he misses. Horn's got to go. Two seconds on the clock. Last second. He. Oh! Oh, my God! I wish I had the Bruce Howard call. I have, they have not. Learfield does not send it to me yet. As soon as, soon as I get it, I'll play it. But uh, fantastic. The unfortunate thing is they beat UCF yesterday, which would have helped OU's net if UCF won that <laughs> selfishly. But congratulations to Tulsa, big win. Don't you love it, Teach? I Don't love you it. Love the madness. Just love the madness. Speaking of which, uh, one week from you? today, you what's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? What? Why don't you love the madness? I just said I love the madness. Uh, One week from today, you can love the madness with us at the uh, Reps 68 team giveaway at Buffalo Wild Wings and more. Thousands in prizes. Great uh, time to get and hang with the other listeners. We'll uh, be there from noon to 7 p.m. I was a little worried uh, what your schedule might be had... Some things gone differently with playing games and stuff, so Toby will be there. What are you talking about? I I might not be there. You don't know. I know. I know these things. I would say there's a higher chance this year that I'm not there than there's ever been before. Hmm. If Oklahoma makes it in, they will have a greater chance than ever of being Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm getting my weeks confused. You're right. You're right. And if they don't... Yeah, that's right, pig. Man, the dogs are fired up today. <laughs> if they don't make it in, then the NIT, you know, yeah. who knows? That could be a Monday game. Correct, correct. I, I'm In my mind, them. when I said that, I'm thinking Big 12, the way it lined out, I'm not thinking the next week. With you the need NCAA to get your tournament. mind straight. You got to get my mind straight. But, uh, yeah, the 68-team giveaway. Come see us next Monday. Buffalo Wild Wings and more. I'm concerned. About? I think your foot. I think you may have already have one foot at the lake. You went there this weekend. Look, the weather started to warm I, up. I'm a little not bit. going to lie. When I, I got there this weekend, and the weather was nice out there on Saturday. Actually, it was uh, rainy for a little bit Saturday morning. But when the sun came out, mm-hmm. and I'm out cruising on the golf cart, um, me and a, a three year old were cruising in the golf cart for a while, and I couldn't understand a word he was saying. So we were just having these conversations, and I would laugh at him like. <laughs> That's best. awesome, man. And he'd be like, <laughs> and we were cruising, listening to Whiskey Myers. Anna Marie came on. He started singing Anna Marie. Uh, oh, man, I'm like, yes, it's almost just to time. Be clear, uh, did you kidnap this child? Or uh, was no, he with no, you he's a uh, uh, foster child of some friends. He wanted to go on the golf cart ride, and me and, uh, me and him took off riding, and uh, he was having a great time. We were having conversations that neither of us understood each other. So, um, but yeah, you're you're right. It did get in the blood a little bit over the weekend. That nice weather and mm. for those of you that are new to the show and may not know, this will be a major part of our show going forward. TJ has a second home. Uh, he has a lake house. He also has uh, at least at one point two boats, a circle drive, gargoyles, two living rooms, seventy inch TVs. Has his own stock company. <laughs> Don't have a seventy inch Christmas TV. lights to be hung. 
rides in limos, only goes to McDonald's with digital displays. His son now has a four-wheeler. He uses Lulu lemon bags when he goes on the boat. That's for the His son doesn't ride the school bus. He has two uh, school bus. He has two brush hogs. He eats both meals hogs. every Saturday. His wife and him will often have salmon and steak at the same meal. Boy, this and list is getting long. Cruises. <laughs> this list is getting. Really I just want people long. to know who they're dealing with. Who they're dealing with here. So, uh, so TJ, uh, you make that home. you make that sound much more glamorous than it is. TJ was at a second home this week. No gargoyles, and, uh, no brush hogs. Check, checked out a little bit on uh, sports. So, actually, I've, I, I, what do I need to know about the NFL Combine? I, I know this is a sin on this radio station. Uh, maybe we should have had Tyler or Teddy on this morning to let us know. But I have no idea what happened. Come on, the Combine. Dude. Every once in a while, I saw a guy running the forty, but I don't know what's you know who did well and who. Didn't, I know so. uh, somebody ran really fast. One of the corners, I think it was a Baylor uh, defensive back. Oh, Tyquan Thornton, yes, yeah, Thornton, four two one, yes, that was last Thursday. I didn't but see that, but I, I like watched that. Oh, you guys, who did well? Who did uh, I saw well? a tweet at one point about Brian Osamoa. I think he did well, but okay. I'm with you on this. I could, I. I saw a couple of things here and there, and I saw a couple of guys running their 40s, and I said, that guy's 40 looked just like the other guy's 40. You can't tell right. a difference. But people are going nuts over this guy's 40. Like I can't, I can't watch and know that a point of a second, a tenth of a second, whatever it may be, I'm like, it all looks the same to me. Mm-hmm. I, I can't get into it either, and I, I, I avoided certain people's timelines and feeds this weekend because of it, so... I'm with you. Well, I know it's important. I'm not it's saying important. it's not it important. Is. I know I know it is. I was just busy with other things all weekend and even if I wasn't, I'm not <laughs> You weren't gonna pay attention to it, no. The NFL combine guy. I, I like I did see that there was a lot of concern about the size of Kenny Pickett's hands. Um, which uh, was interesting and uh and that uh, looked like Perry on Winfrey was happy with his performance. I saw like a retweet of uh one of his posts last night that uh he had a bunch of exclamation points on. So, anyway, uh, the, the guys later today paid very close. To, Chris Blank's all over it, trust me. He's going to have all your NFL Combine numbers, the shuttles, the 40s, the uh, three cones, the six cones, the hand sizes, <laughs> the ones where they throw it really fast at you from different directions. You know, you run through the gauntlet and then and the, the change of directions and the and the straight lines and all that stuff. He knows it all. And then I'm sure Parker's on it. I'm sure – Tyler and Teddy are on it, so just, you know, get through us idiots for the first three hours, and then all the football's coming your way. So about I was this pin. You would... So about this pin. <laughs> yeah. If you missed it, breaking news, I have had a pin stolen from me. <laughs> <laughs> By a member of the OU men's basketball coaching staff. My uh... pen. My pen. Someone stole my pen. Big 12 wrestling also, uh, nine Sooners qualify for the NCAAs. They finished second at the Big 12 this weekend. Now, women's bracket out. Sooners fall to Kansas on Saturday at home. But the most interesting thing has happened. Those two teams will now play each other again in the first round of the tournament. OU won at Kansas. Kansas won at OU. Not surprisingly, they finish as the four or five seeds, and they will play a third time, 11 a.m. Friday morning in Kansas City. Are we carrying that game, TJ? Do we know? I don't think so. Um, 
But I'll get back to you on that. But I don't think okay. we'll have that game. 11 a.m., the 4-5 game. So the women's tournament starts a day after the men. The men start on Wednesday with the play-in games, quote-unquote. Quarterfinals on Thursday for the men. Women, the play-in games are Thursday. Quarterfinals start on Friday. And honestly, the two brackets broke very nicely for trying to catch both OU teams if you're headed to Kansas City. The men play 6 o'clock Thursday night. The women play 11 a.m. Friday morning. If the men were to win, they would play again 8.30 Friday night. So the women kind of got the early draw. The men got the late draw. Uh, The men are at the T-Mobile Center. The women are at Municipal Auditorium. Uh, Great time. If you want to go back and forth and see as much basketball as possible, I highly recommend going to the Big 12 tournament. Stay downtown, Power and Light District. Park your car. You might have to drive it over to Municipal Auditorium, but maybe not. It's not that far away. But uh, it is a good time. So the women get Kansas Friday at 11. If they win that, they will play most likely the number one seed, which is Baylor, Saturday at noon. Of course, the Sooners have beaten Baylor twice this year. All right, we'll take a break. 748. Let's talk some baseball coming up back after this. Wake up with Toby Rowland, the T-Row in the morning show. I can't be troubled with going inside. I got some butt rubbing to do. (laughs) (laughs) T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Terry will list your home for free in the month of March if you're buying and selling a home. Give Terry or Jackie a call. Ask them how they can do it. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Oh, man, that was just reaching for the phone. It's not there anymore. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's see here. Good morning from beautiful Clearwater, Florida. Have a great day and boomer. That's from Clearwater Sooner. Thank Thank you, you, sir. Clearwater. Uh, after much research, I'll, I'm reluctant to say that I've, uh, finally figured out what is wrong with the baseball team. They're not very good. I've been a fan of Skip and want to give him every opportunity to get our program where it will be, but there's something, it's becoming more and more obvious under Skip, it's going to be more like where the basketball program's more before the coaching changes. I can't think of any reason why the program shouldn't be a top 20 program and consistently making the postseason and with a good chance to get to Omaha more years than not. That's from William and Muldrow. It's early, William. Bump the brakes a little bit. Had a bad weekend. Let's see. Let's revisit this topic in about 40 games. 40 games? Yeah. Um, let's see I here. I know it's not popular on social media and sports radio. We're supposed to jump to conclusions after every pitch. But <laughs> they played some really good teams this weekend. Almost beat LSU. Maybe should have. Did not play well Saturday and Sunday. Let's let's uh, let's let a little bit more time pass before we. This texture on the Air Comfort Solutions text line: Starters looking good. If we can get the bullpen and some sticks going, this team could be a pretty darn good team this year. <laughs> Quite the opposite text there. Text, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, talks of NBA expansion. How do we stand on this topic? Would you prefer the Sonics to come back or a Vegas uh, or Vegas to get a team? Sonics. Again, do you realize what show you're texting right now? I mean, I'll talk NBA. That's the afternoon guys that don't like the NBA. Well, we'll talk NBA, but we'll, 
Like, what are we even talking NBA expansion for? No. Why are we even getting that text? Oh, well, I don't know. But uh, Sonics, my answer is Sonics. Uh, my answer is they don't need expansion. No, oh, okay. There's enough crappy teams in the NBA yeah, TJ, because you've got too many teams. <laughs> this is consistent with TJ's Bro, minimal. How hard is that to attitude. figure out? You water less down the talent. Le- uh, less, less is more. Less is more. Fewer games, fewer teams. Thank you. Everything. Yeah. It would lead to greater competition. It's in direct conflict with the number of houses he owns, but with the rest of his life, less is more. <laughs> Uh, Toby, I'm with you. My sixth grade, uh, my wife is a sixth grade teacher. The kids make up acronyms for almost everything anymore. WTF. That's from Casey. <laughs> now I do know what that one is. <laughs> I did hear from a couple of parents earlier that said, uh, normally a family friendly show. Now my kids right before they're going into elementary are asking what, uh, <laughs> RPF hey, is. I, I told that story in the six o'clock hour hoping we would avoid just that scenario so i'm sorry i i apologize if uh, people were having to explain some things today look those kids were uh, trying to see if you would actually say it they already know what it is they're not innocent like they're trying to make themselves out to be don't kid me if not just tell them to go ask my kid he probably knows he thinks he knows everything yeah know where he gets it from All right, that's it for now? That's it for now. I do want to talk some baseball. I mean, we had a couple of baseball texts there, but I want to talk some baseball with you coming up in the next hour. Also, we will hear from Mo Gibson, Marvin Johnson, and Jordan Goldwire after the big win on Saturday. Big day for Mo. He had 29 points, seven threes. It is 8 o'clock on the T-Row in the morning show.